Evolution or podcast coming your way, episode 449, QA. Steve Schmee here and the Rickster Ricky V Rock. What's up? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? All right, so we got four really good topics, guys. We're going to spend some good time on each of them. We're going to kind of debate them back and forth. Uh, the first one um, is how long do you need to run a long ester minimum? And what and basically the question is, let's say you're running testosterone sipinate or primobolin or equipoise or anything with a longer ester attached, uh, a half-life of at least 8, 10, 12, 15 days, you know, decadural bones at 15 days. So how long do you need to run one of those long esters to, you know, get the um, basically start getting an effect? So the way half-lives work, really, really simple. Let's, let's, let's use... Decadurabolin, for example, 15-day half-life. So with Decadurabolin, if I was injected uh, today, 15 days from now, half of what I injected would still be in my system. Then 15, then 15 more days, half of that remaining will be in my system. And then 15 more days, half of that remaining will be in my system. So it drops off very, very slowly. If I inject the Decadurabolin twice in, in a week, so let's say I do, let's make it easy. I do 500 milligrams today. I do another 500 milligrams four days from now. So that's two injections within, within four days. So I'm getting 1,000 milligrams in my system. So I'm doing 500 milligrams each. So that would mean 15 days from that first injection, half of that 500 milligram will be in there. And then 19 days from today, half of that second injection will be in there. So it's dropping off really slowly. So the more I inject into my system, the more it's going to build up in my system. So if you were to inject twice a week for the next five weeks, that's when you would start getting close to peak in your system. Because remember, the S, the, these half-lives and these, these esters are attached to these steroids. So what happens is, as you inject, more and more gets in your system, even though some are dropping out of your system at the same, over time, some are dropping out of your system, but it's not dropping off fast enough versus what's, what you're putting in. So eventually though, you will hit a peak number and then the amount that you're injecting in, assuming you keep the dosage the same, you don't adjust the dosage higher, the same amount that's basically in your system will be also leaving your system as you inject, as you go along. Does that make sense? It's going to hit a peak. So I always say four or five times your the half-life. So with Decadurabolin, 15 times four, 15 times five, that's a lot of days that it would take to reach peak. We're talking two and a half months in some cases, you know, two months, about two months. So eight weeks till decadurobolin reaches peak in your system. That's a long time. So if you were to only run decadurobolin for four or five weeks, you would never even get close to peak levels in your system. So yes, it would be pointless to run a long ester that short for that reason. Now you would still get effects because as soon as you put it in your system, within minutes, it's in your system, but it's not gonna be at those peak levels. So now on the flip side, in case you're wondering, let's say you stop injecting, you run it for 10 weeks, 15 weeks, 20 weeks, whatever, and then you stop injecting. Is it out of your system the next day? Of course not. That's as absurd as saying that it's in your system the same day or the next day that you inject it. Yes, there's some in your system. On the flip side, when you stop taking it, it's not out of your system like magic the next day or a week later or even a month later. That's why if you ever run along ester steroid, you notice after your last injection, you keep making, you know, you keep, sometimes you'll keep making results. You'll keep, you'll feel the, the, the hormone in your system longer, and then you'll crash. Let's say you're not running a PCT and you just go ahead and wing it. You'll crash after six to eight weeks and you'll feel like crap. Well, that's why you don't feel like crap literally the next day after you stop injecting. Because again, it's in your system at a, at a peak amount and you stop taking it. So it's got to kind of drop off out of your system. 
So the way I kind of explain it is imagine you've got a house and you've got a little hole and there's rats in the house and a fire starts in the house. So all the rats are scurrying through that hole. That's the way esters work with steroids, with these anabolic steroids that do have esters attached. Now, if we're talking about a steroid that doesn't have esters attached, the issue isn't, you know, has nothing to do with it. You see what I'm saying? But, um, you know, so you got to imagine the rats are leaving that hole. They're not going to leave that hole all at one time. They're going to one at a time go through that hole. So it's going to slowly come out of your system. So it's not in your system overnight and it's not out of your system overnight. So if you're running a long ester, you really have, should have, should push it at least 10, 12 weeks. If you're running one of these super long esters like Decadurabolin, if you're running something like Sipinate or Enethate, which are 10 or 12 weeks, then you can, you know, uh, I'm sorry, 10 or 12 day half-lives, then you can run it you know, eight, eight weeks, 10 weeks. Okay. And you'll, you'll, you'll be, you'll have somewhat uh, amounts and, you know, peak, peak in your system to, to be able to take full advantage of it. So, I mean, it's, it really is silly to run Decadurabolin, for example, for four weeks, because you're not even going to reach peak levels. And then when you stop taking it, it's still going to be in your system for another eight weeks. So at, at low levels, so you never took advantage of it and it's still in your system. So you're not going to recover any quicker than someone who runs it the correct amount necessarily, because it's still going to be in your system for that long a time. You're not going to recover from from anabolic steroids until it's completely out of your system. So there isn't some, you know, magic. So if you insist on short, short cycles four six week cycles, you should run either orals or you should run really, really short esters. Um, you know, like testosterone propionate, for example, because testosterone, testosterone propionate would peak in your system after about a week and a half. So if you run it for only six weeks, it's going to be in your system peaking for like about four weeks out of that. So, I mean, I hope I explained it correctly. I mean, Rick, you're listening to me. I probably, you know, maybe I confuse some people. Maybe you can follow up and explain it. Well, I don't, um, I don't fully agree that that you have to run uh, the longer ester steroids that long. Um, so I'll, what I'll do is I'll give you I'll give you guys a good case, different case use scenario for using those long esters. Um, let's say you you are out of the country for a couple of weeks. You have a business trip, pleasure, whatever it is. Um, out of the country, you can pretty easy at most pharmacies grab yourself a bottle of Nebido or two, which is testosterone under the canoe. And you can also grab yourself a bottle of Ganabol 50, which is equipoise. And a good way to run a really cool little short blast with, with a approved veterinarian and approved human grade steroid is you take that Ganabol and you take that new bay uh, that nebido is what it's called is nebido by bayer it's a, a, a it's a multi-dose vial four cc's at 250 milligrams of testosterone in the can total one gram of testosterone in that little bottle and you could just do like one cc or two cc's of the gannibal one cc of the test every day or every other day uh, make sure to create a different depot each time because every time you create a new depot, you're you're setting a timer on that depot. So as you do this, let's say you do every other day or you do every day. Let's say you get a good almost two to three grams of steroids in your system that are now going to slow release. Uh, uh, obviously, they'll peak and then they'll, they'll drop pretty, pretty quickly. But you actually have. A few, a few good weeks of some actual good anabolism going on, so good growth. And you just, you lay down these depots on your two to three week trip, whatever it is, do the math, see how many, uh, how many uh, CCs you want to shoot each day. I think two to three CCs per day. You do glute, one glute on one side, then shoulder, then other glute, then shoulder again, maybe a bicep, and, you know, just switch it around until, you create all these little different depots and then you, you got to go back home, right? You leave the country, go back home. Then when you get home, you could jump on your raw uh, and to generate along with Clomid, along with whatever else you've already figured out is a good PCT for you. And it's a good, easy way to use long esters 
to give yourself an, a little push, a little, little anabolic push, a little anabolic blast. And <clears throat> those hormones will make a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long half-life. Yeah, they're going to, they'll raise levels. I mean, by the time you, you're weak from getting home, you should have in your system to what, three times, almost four times the androgens your body could produce naturally, ready to work, ready to go to work. And, and the reason for setting up a depot every day and not just shooting, you know, a, a big chunk at once is, as you deposit the depots, they're going to slow release. So each day, each different depot is going to take a couple of weeks to, to reach its half-life. So it just, it creates a nice smooth curve up and a nice smooth curve down as far as your androgen levels go. That's just a good, easy way for you guys out there that maybe travel here and there or get to leave the country for either business or pleasure. And you only have a couple of weeks, a week or two in some location where steroids are plentiful and cheap, you know, plentiful and cheap. And you could just utilize that time to load up on real cheap human grade gear, you know, which is kind of the appeal of this whole thing is like, okay, so I, I left the country, I went to Mexico or Dominican Republic or whatever, whatever you, you went, Asia, wherever you went, if you grab yourself some human grade Nibido, which is testosterone, the cannoli, and you grab yourself or some sustenon even, but I would, I would go with Nibido definitely. And grab yourself some Ganabol, so some good human grade stuff, some hot human grade stuff that's it's real cheap out of the country because you're not paying the black market tax. You know, every time we uh, guys grab stuff locally inside of the country, you play, you're paying extra. You're paying maybe four times what someone in Thailand or in, or in Costa Rica would be paying for better quality human grade product. And so it's just a good, easy way. But the trick is, the trick is not to take those four cc's of the beat and pump them in one shot, because then that's all going to peak and and drop at the same time. Those old four of those cc's, now you you do one shot every day or every other day, depending on on how hard how hot you want to get with it and how much you want to actually do. You know, you do one one a day, one every other day, and you lay all those depots down. And by the time you, you go back home, you might have, you know, 10, 15 small depots where you shot your sauce that are kind of slow releasing. It'll be a nice, smooth up and smooth down. And then as soon as you get home, just start PCT right away. Is that like the perfect, most ideal cycle? No, it's not. It's just a good way to take advantage of, a, of, a, of an overseas trip and long esters and blasting a little bit, giving yourself a good, I'd say a good month and a half, almost two months of some of some expedited, accelerated growth that you normally wouldn't have if you hadn't shot it that way. So that's actually a nice kind of cool way to use long ester steroids. I like longer ester steroids. I really do because I've always felt as though I got less side effects when my levels stayed pretty consistent. Usually when I do orals or when I shoot those shorter esters, where my levels are up and down, I seem to, I feel like I'm, I get the most side effects then. But those nice long esters, man, th those, are, those are always there. So even if you're doing an oral or even if you're doing a short ester, along with a longer ester, even, even if your levels drop, let's say you're doing test prop with, uh, with trembolone acetate with equipoise, right? Well, as your levels begin to drop when you're right, where you come up right, right up next to your next uh, shot of acetate or the next shot of propionate, as your levels drop, you got the EQ there uh, that's kind of picking you up. And I've, I've enjoyed using long esters along with my shorter esters and orals. It's just always been a, a good, good practice. But for you guys out there trying to figure out a nice little way to, to just do a nice cycle, let's say you, you got two weeks out of the country and you're going somewhere where you know steroids are cheap and plentiful and legit. Bump those long esters. Maybe run an oral those two weeks. Just don't be an idiot. Don't go drinking and, and partying and shit like that. I mean, if you when you're out of the country, you should, you're out of your element. You probably should watch yourself more than when you are back home, right? So don't go out drinking and being a fool. Grab yourself nice oral steroids, long esters. 
and pump those fucking things. And then by the time you get home, obviously don't bring anything back because you get caught at the airport. It'd be way more trouble than it's worth. But when you get home, you've got, you've got, I mean, depending on how much you pump, you've got a few weeks, a few weeks of some serious augmented, accelerated growth. You're going to be, you're going to be synthesizing more protein. We'll be getting bigger. Whether, whether it takes, you know, three, four weeks for it to release in your system or whether it takes three, four days, you're still putting that much steroids into your body. Like it's still happening. You're still doubling, tripling, maybe quadrupling the amount of androgens your body could make naturally. That's still happening even with the longer esters. So don't, don't be afraid of take it, to take advantage of it that way. And again, once you get home, jump right into PCT. Like don't even question it. You got to be on PCT a good two, three months of just taking natural PCT products. HCGenerate.com, guys, check out my product. And that's it. That's it. That's it. Steve, just uh, wanted to give guys a good, easy way to, to learn how to use these, uh, these longer esters to their benefit. And I think we've all been there, Steve. You travel uh, to the Dominican Republic sometimes. I think we all step out of the country here and there. Perfect timing to put those long esters to work uh, for sure, guys. Nice, cheap, clean, human-grade steroids, and you could, you could pump it. Yeah, and uh, at the end of the day, you know, you can, you know, run blood work and um, you can see the, the truth on this topic. Like, if you're running testosterone sipinate, um, let's say you're running 250 milligrams twice a week of testosterone sipinate, you test your blood work after a week, you know, your blood work isn't going to be where it needs to be for 500 milligrams a week, 500 milligrams, are, 500 milligrams a week of testosterone should put your total testosterone levels over 3,500 nanograms per deciliter, NG by DL. And if you run blood work after a week, after say two injections, it's not going to be over 3,500 yet. It doesn't magically just go over 3,500. So that, that's, that's my point. You're not going to know if you're, gear is legit testing it after a week you gotta wait about five weeks then test it so after five weeks your testosterone level should be if you injected on a correct schedule twice a week that's 10 injections in five weeks if you're doing twice two two a week so that would put your blood work where it needs to be near peak level it should be over 3500 nanograms per deciliter but if you test only after two injections after a week it's not going to be 3,500. So to say that you get the same results after a week as you would after five weeks doesn't make any sense. There's going to be more hormones in your system after five weeks. There's not going to be as much hormones in your system yet after just a week or two. So I think that's the crux of, of my, um, my answer here. So, and Rick, you know, you agree with that or disagree? If that does that make more sense though, the way I'm saying it? Um well the 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 part that I don't subscribe to, because you know I'm a I'm a low dose guy, like I, I get I'm a good responder at low dosing, is that you really need like a ton of steroids in your system to get any any results. Um once yeah, you yeah, I'm it, just giving you an example. I mean, I'm just giving you I mean, I know oh, I know yeah. what I know what you're saying, but yeah. but but the reason why why I don't like I, I, the reason why I could agree with what you're saying, but I also don't think it's is that detrimental, is because once you're doubling, tripling your, what your body can naturally make, you're already way ahead of the game. Yes, fact, yes. Yeah, so let me, fact, let me, you, can't, yeah. you can't, you can't, you can't, and you shouldn't double or triple the amount of of hormones your body makes for too long, or then you're going to have a shit ton of issues. We talked about this, Steve, with guys are are on too high of a TRT dose. So that's kind of where I'm saying, like, I see, yeah. I see. The so benefit. let me, let me explain it this way though. Let me explain it this way then. Let's say you're you got low testosterone levels. Your testosterone levels are at hundred. Okay. And you go to a doctor, he prescribes you TRT. You go on the TRT at hundred milligrams a week. You got hundred milligrams of testosterone a week. Should put your blood work. Your blood work is at hundred, right? Nanograms per deciliter. So doing hundred milligrams a week should put your blood work 
at, at around five, 600 nanograms per deciliter. So you start your first, you do your first TRT injection. Okay, you do 100 milligrams, first TRT injection. You're telling me the next day you go in to get blood work, your blood work is gonna go from 100 nanograms per deciliter to 600 nanograms per deciliter. No, it's not. It's gonna take four or five weeks for your blood work to get up to five, 600, uh, five, 600 number because it's going to take time for that steroid to, to, to peak in your system to build up that. So if I explain it like that, then I think it makes more sense ver, you know, versus what you're saying. So, but I get, I get where you're coming from. If we're talking to 500 or a thousand milligrams a week, then yeah, you're, you're going to have more in your system. If you, if you slam 250 milligrams of DECA or testosterone today, you're going to have more hormones in your system than your body is naturally producing. So you would get an effect quickly. So I, I get, so when you say it like that, I get, I get exactly where you're coming from, but the dangerous part though, of thinking like that is when you come off because guys don't understand when you come off, there's going to be a crash. If you don't run a post-cycle therapy, because you come off and after four weeks, you're like, Oh, I feel great. I feel great. I don't need a PCT. And then the hormones start going, you know, getting low in your system. And that's where the danger part is when you. That's what the trade-off you know, is, is on doing, doing a run like that is when, when you get back home, like the day after, two days after your last shot, just a couple of days, you want to get on, on PCT right away. Because at that point now, now you want your natural production to help the long esters you, you injected. Yeah. I mean, I know it's, it sounds like a little crazy idea, but it's something I developed over the years doing small little two week to a uh, four or five week trips and realizing like, Hey man, you know, it's a good opportunity to, to, to get some growth. M muscle is real cheap out of the country because it's just not as expensive and it's not as risky to get. So I just found myself really, I found myself a, a good way to do those little cycles and get some, and get some real growth, get some actual progress going in those, in those few weeks. Um, you know, it's just an idea for guys out there. I'm sure many guys will, will find themselves in the situation I'm describing and, and now we'll be able uh, to better take advantage of it. And the, and the secret, right? The big secret of this is, guys, is those tiny injections every day to every other day, creating that new depot every day, every other day. You don't want to shoot too much in one shot. You want to really just slowly create those depots over time. And then your, your, up, your upswing as well as your downswing will be really smooth. Will be really smooth compared to injecting that much in one or two shots where you're going to have a couple of peaks and, and some serious drops. You just every day, small, small amounts of those long esters. And, and I mean, it, it's worked for me, you know, it's worked for me. All right. So that was a good one. That was a good discussion for sure. The next one we're talking about is what would happen if I ran 10 milligrams only of VAR as a male? So let me, let me have you talk about this one first, Rick, uh, because you've run, I think when you were overseas, you told me you ran just uh, an oral or something at a low dose, but I'm not sure um, if I remember correctly. I, I, did, uh, I did an oral only cycle, um, oral only cycle Anavar, uh, and did about 50 megs per day. So yeah, I mean, I, I like Anavar. As far as doing ten milligrams per day, that's a that's a good good question. You want you want me to get on this one first, or you want to go first, Steve? You let me know. Yeah, yeah, hit it first. Hit it first. Um, it depends on who you are, man, and what level you're at, and what you're looking for. Um, for example, you take any of the just to give you some example, any of the, of the top UFC fighters or any of the top sprinters or runners, you give them ten megs of Anavar per day that puts them well over their natural production of testosterone. I mean, these guys could go from, from a bronze to gold. You know, they could go from, from a silver to a world record. If, you're, if you've worked and trained your body out enough to where you've exceeded your natural limitations, you drop a little tiny bit of Anabar, you drop those 10 milligrams of Anabar, you're, you're going to get some, you're going to get some serious growth, some serious results that you're going to notice and are going to be very apparent to you, especially if you're not big on the sauce. However, if you're a big guy already, huge on the sauce, taking a bunch of stuff, 
you probably have, you know, 20, 30 pounds of muscle on you that are only held on there and stay on because of TRT dosing of steroids where you, you can't come off or you start melting down. Like a lot of these, these kind of really big, big heavy guys do, then you're not going to feel shit with those 10 milligrams of Adderall. You're just not. Same thing if you're like a newbie, you've been training for a couple of, of years and you, you're not even really about the lifestyle. You're going to take 10 milligrams of Anovar two or three weeks will go by. You've gotten some results, but probably not, not enough. You don't have the experience in the training and diet to take the full advantage of the steroid. Your body is not close to its genetic limit to even really fully take advantage of it. You might feel like, you, like you, you, you're not doing anything or you got bunk stuff. You know, it depends who you are, what level of fitness you're at. If you're one of these guys that's just pushing themselves, grinding it for years and just drops a little bit of, of steroids here and there, a little SARM here and there just for pushing performance, oh, you're going to notice those 10 milligrams of Anabar doing something. You're one of the, if you, but if you're one of these newbies or one of these really vets, that newbie that you're not even close to, I mean, you're not, you're, you're not even taking sets to failure every day that you go in the gym. You're not, you haven't killed the hunger. You know, you still, you still have problems with your eating. You know, you're, you're just not going to notice anything out of those 10 milligrams. You're, you're going to think it's, it's nothing. And same thing with the big guy. Big guy, you know, some guys, look, once you get a certain size, you got to stay on the steroids. I'd love for somebody to come on here and, and tell us we're wrong about that and prove us wrong. Once you get to a certain size, to, to a certain amount of muscle, your natural production will just be unable to keep it. You have to stay on something. Now, that size is different for everyone. That's different for everyone. Genetics has a lot to do with it. It's different for all of us. But it depends if you've made that trade-off and, and, and how much now you need per week. You know, you might, you might be a big guy. You might need to baseline with, with 30 milligrams of any steroid every day for the rest of your life just to, just to, just to keep up, just to stay big. You know, so it, it all depends on or who you are and what, what level, what level you're at. My opinion. What do you think, Steve? So you gotta remember, see, this is a question we get a lot on the forums and people don't understand this. So this listen very closely to what I'm going to say, and it's going to save you a lot of, um, it's going to save you a lot of problems in the future guys. And that's very, very simple. Uh, we, we take these anabolic steroids at PED levels, performance enhancing levels, okay? We don't take these compounds at therapeutic levels. So whatever the therapeutic dosage of Anavar is, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's two milligrams a day for a male. I, I don't even know. It doesn't really matter. But we're not taking these PEDs for therapeutic purposes, it would be just like running a testosterone cycle. Would you run a testosterone cycle at 100 milligrams a week? No, that's a TRT dose. That's a therapeutic dose, okay? That's not going to do anything for you. You know, that, that's not going to do anything for you unless you were, like, low to begin with and you're not producing testosterone. But, like, if you're producing testosterone on a regular level and you're going to shut yourself down, to only give yourself 100 milligrams of testosterone doesn't make any sense. It's the same thing with Anavar. You're gonna shut yourself down, give you liver liver side effects and these other side effects that come with anabolic steroid use, and you're only gonna put back in 10 milligrams of hormone. Doesn't make any sense. So you have to run what we do. We don't run therapeutic dosages of these hormones. We run five, 10 times the therapeutic dosages, or 20 times the therapeutic dosages, depending on how strong the compound is. So with Anavar, you know, really as a male, you got to run at least 30, 40 milligrams a day if you want to get anything out of it, whether that's solo or as part of a stack. So 10 milligrams, you know, is just like, ah, eh, it's just a therapeutic dose. It's something, it's, it's not even worth it. It's just a waste of money, frankly. Because, I mean, Anavar is expensive enough. So I think, I think it's just a waste of money. So I hope that makes sense. I mean, to, to people remember you know we're running these because we are athletes we're bodybuilders we're power lifters we're gym rats we want to push our bodies right so running a therapeutic dose 
of an anabolic steroid doesn't make any sense. You see what I'm saying? So I hope that makes sense. And, and I just want to add you know, something, buddy. Yeah. just want to add something to that. Um, and on the flip side, not just to contradict Steve, but to kind of put in perspective for guys out there listening on the flip side, you get a 55 year old, 60 year old that gets in contact with a TRT clinic. He's never had TRT in his life. And he gets a script for Anabar at 10 migs per day, which sometimes you can just get if you have muscle pain and you you talk to your TRT doctor about it and you have muscle pain, muscle weakness, you still like to work out, but your muscles hurt for two, for days after, and you can't lift as much weight as you used to. And you're just not feeling good. And maybe when they do blood tests, your sex hormone binding globulin is kind of high and, and your free test is low. And you might just get 10 megs of Anabar a day with maybe a hundred megs of testosterone cypionate every week or every 10 days. Um, that'll, that's enough to change someone's life. Just the 10 milligrams of Anavar alone for an old man in the sixties, it's enough to just to get that old guy out of his chair and doing some more activities. It's enough to give him an additional two, three, four hours a day of energy of just high voltage energy that he probably didn't have before. So yeah, I mean, it depends depends on the guy, depends on who you are. 10 milligrams of Anabar could, could be double what your body can make naturally in testosterone. And obviously there's suppression that'll happen down the line. And eventually if you stay on that too long, you'll suppress your natural production. So you only have the Anabar, blah, blah. I mean, there's definitely a long argument to make about that, but, but depending on who you are, those 10 migs could be, could be life-changing. Yeah, and you know that's why I mentioned when I um, when I mentioned that I said like it makes it yeah it makes a difference. Therapeutic dose, if you run a therapeutic dose of any hormone and and it hits you, it hits you hard, then that means that you know you've got hormone issues. You're you're not producing hormones naturally the way you should. So if you uh, if you need yeah. it, yeah, if you need it for sure, because you yeah. if you're a young, I don't man think and, I don't think ten milligrams of Anavar would 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 even be a therapeutic dose. I think if you let's say you had low T and you just went on ten milligrams of Anavar, I'm not sure he would do anything because it's not androgenic enough anyway. So you wouldn't get any of those androgenic. It, it, it effects, frees up. You know? it, it'll increase free test. It'll increase free test. Yeah, because yeah. It'll, Good it, point, it'll, yeah. It'll, yeah, it'll increase free test. It's kind of when you go to TRT clinic and you want an Anavar script, uh, high numbers in sex hormone binding globulin are, are kind of like the 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 way that you that you should be able to get it that along with maybe some symptoms of muscle weakness and bone pain deep bone pain after training if you get a combination of those two you're surely getting a script for anabar because it's a it's a it's a, it's a medic, you know some medication way to lower hormone sex hormone binding globulin and and you know increase our free test some Next one we're going to talk about is how to bail a young guy out of using steroids. And what this means is this guy, 21 years old, 22 years old area, he used steroids. He knows he messed up. He listened to a friend. We hear the story a lot. And now he wants to know what he needs to do and what will happen to him because he's worried about his reproductive system. So I'm going to let you have first crack at this one, Rick, because you use steroids at a young age. What advice would you give this guy? How did you bail your own self out when you were younger? I just had to go through the process and, and see what was up, you know, in my, my case. I mean, in my case, I was a very independent kid. You know, I've been buying my own soap and deodorant since I was 16, 17. So I was very independent. So my, my parents couldn't have told me much of anything um, at my age. It was incredibly independent, a uh, little man for my age. But if you've got that kid at home and you're afraid he's going to try to sauce, I mean, it's hard. Uh, on the one hand, I think, I think if he, if he became a fan of our podcast and he listened enough, he would hear us say over and over again how fucking with your endocrine system for some static look may not be worth it. How you might fuck things up, mess up your numbers, and never be able to get them back. And you know, these are two guys that have been doing and experimenting with these drugs for years, maybe. See, that's the problem. If, if, if he's really hell set on doing steroids, if he listens to the podcast, he might, he might learn how to do it safely and, and how to do it better. 
uh, or he might decide that maybe steroids just aren't for him. Once he hears us say over and over again in every podcast, we always talk about how dangerous it is to mess with your endocrine system, how these are feedback loops that scientists, doctors don't even fully understand 100%. Well, we're discovering new things about our endocrine system every year, every couple of years, there's just new data, new studies being published in medical journals that give us a, a better understanding of the endocrine system. So how much more don't we know? How much more do we not understand? It's, it's, it has a lot to do with, with who the guy is, what his reasons for doing it. Is he trying to fill some void? Is he trying? What 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 are his reasons for doing it? You know, is he is he lacking something in his life? Does he think it's going to make him a pro athlete? You know, any of these things they need to be identified. Look, if he if you got a kid who might have the ability, who might be who might be able to make it to the pros, your money would be better invested into getting him a sports psychologist that helps him laser focus on performance that'll go a much longer way than shooting him with steroids and, and getting him or stronger or faster. The game, you gotta, you gotta have game IQ to be a top level player game IQ. You gotta have real IQ for this. And you're not going to find that in a needle. So that's kind of like the, 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 the only thing I could say, man, is just talk to your guy figure out why he's doing it and attack his reason for doing it. Not so much the steroids, because you're not going to win trying to talk somebody out of steroids by talking about the bad things that could happen with steroids. It's usually not a good point because, you know, we, we do all kinds of damage to ourselves with all kinds of GMOs and, and fumes in the air and plastic fucking bottles we microwave and freeze and then drink out of like we're doing so many other things that we don't yet understand that's hard to tell someone hey steroids are going to hurt you but if maybe you figure out why he's doing it what his reason for doing it is and what and what his reason for it is see my parents couldn't have kept me away from the, from the steroid needle because i've always liked science biology I, I, I just in my heart, it's just something that I've always been very interested in. And I just had to know and see how my body, how different my body could get with these compounds. So when I was a young man, I had already, I'd made my decision that I was going to use, use these compounds. I'd say about, about three, four, maybe five years before I got my hands on them. I was reading articles by Dan Duchesne, Bill Phillips. I was reading books on steroids years before I started using them. And by the time I, I made the decision to use them, I mean, there was, just no, there was just no talking me out of it. I wanted to experiment. I wanted to see what these compounds could do to me. Like how it would, I just the curiosity of what I would feel and what I would go through is just completely, I mean, I, I had to do it. But that's just kind of me, you know, I like experimenting on myself and, and seeing how my body is different with the different compounds I've taken through the years. He might, he might just have issues with self-image. He might just have depression. He might, you know, he might just have, you know, he might, he might just suck at a sport, just not be that great, you know, and, 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 and thinking steroids can fix it, which will, which when steroids don't fix it, they'll bring him, you know, they'll, they'll cause him even more depression and, and feel even worse. And that's the problem with, stero with, with steroid use is when you use steroids for the wrong reasons, when you think it's going to add something to your life, when you think it's going to fill some void, when you think it's going to bring her back, if you look, if you look more ripped, when you when you focus on these things, and then you use the steroids, and they don't they don't do that. They don't do any of those big things you thought they were going to do. It's just going to make you more miserable. It's just going to make you a real sad, miserable person. And and you've already gone as far as using steroids, and that didn't fix the problem. Now what? Now what? And that's when you start to get into issues. So just whenever you know of someone that's about to or, or thinking about or wants to use steroids, attack the reason, never the person or the steroids, but attack the reason why. That's the, that's the, that's the place to find, to find it. 
Yeah, I, I hate that. I hate when someone comes on the forum and they're a young person and people start jumping down their throat. That type of mentality is, is bullshit. Like you hear that a lot. Like the older generation always puts down the younger generation. Always. There's an old um, quote from a Roman emperor. This was from like 100 BC or something or 180 where he put down the younger generation. He said, the younger generation is crap. Blah, blah, blah. It's a famous quote. So always, I mean, and Rick, Rick, you know, when you get older too, you're going to, you're going to probably be the same way to the younger generation too. You're going to say, Oh, younger generation, they suck. Blah, blah, blah. And when we were younger, we heard it from the older guys. And, and when we get older, we're going to be bitching about something like older people. Now they're bitching about, um, Young people, oh, they're all in video games and stuff. And it's just like, you know, whose fault is that? You know, <laughs> it wasn't their generation that invented video games. Video games were invented in the 80s. You know, Nintendo, Nintendo first came out. 85, I remember when it first came out. I did nothing but play my Nintendo. I got it for Christmas back in, I think, 85, 86 is when I got it. I did nothing but play my Nintendo for like two months. You know, I was so addicted to it. So, you know, everybody's going to complain, so you should never have them. That's why I like John Meadows, who passed away. John Meadows would always say, you know, that there's no difference between younger generation and older generation. They work just as hard. They're just as intelligent, if not more intelligent. They have more access to information. When I was a teenager, the only access I had to information was bodybuilding magazines, which were crap, you know, just bro science. And I'd have to go to the library and check out books. There was one little section in the library for weightlifting. That was the only information I had. If you wanted steroid information, not going to happen. You're not going to find that in any book. Okay? So we have so much more access to information. These podcasts did not exist in those days. So, so, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you're a younger guy. You made a mistake. You listened to the wrong person. You got on steroids at 21, 22 it's younger than you should have. So the first step I always tell people is stop freaking out. That's the first step, because if you freak out, you're going to drive yourself crazy. You know, you're going to make the situation worse. So don't freak out. Don't be negative. Don't panic. Everything's going to be okay. I have a positive mindset. The number one thing you have to watch out for, and I've seen younger guys have organ issues because your organs are still really immature. But once you're 21, 22, that's not really the case anymore. I've seen younger, really, really younger guys run these poor hormone, pro hormones and get jaundice. They have yellow eyes. It's really, really bad because their livers aren't developed yet. Their organs aren't developed yet the way they should. So they're really prone to having liver issues. That's why young people shouldn't be drinking alcohol, for example. An eight-year-old shouldn't be drinking alcohol, okay? There's a reason <laughs> an eight-year-old shouldn't drink, an drink alcohol. It could fuck up your liver pretty bad at that age compared to a 30-year-old. But at 21, 22, really the, the damage that you're creating is your, your reproductive system. And that's something that can be confirmed with blood work. So if you want to argue with me and say, oh, that's bullshit, it's fine if you know, if you run, if you run blood work, everything's going to be okay. No, run blood work and you'll see your LH levels are going to tank. Your FSH are going to tank. You know, your, your, your hormones are going to get messed up. Okay. Your estrogen is going to be all over the place. So it does mess and mess with your hormones. It can affect your sex drive. It can affect your erection health. A lot of this stuff gets thrown off. You know, your hormones get thrown off. You get skin issues like acne. That's a common issue with younger guys because your hormones are already fluctuating and now you're fluctuating them even more. So yeah, you're going to be more prone to acne issues. Gynecomastia, because your estrogen levels get all out of whack. Now you get gynecomastia issues and you don't know, you don't know what hits you. You don't know what hits you until it's too late. And then now you're going to have to get surgery to get that taken care of, right? So these are, these are the main issues that younger guys need to watch out for. So what do you do if you ran steroids? My, the, the, like step one, I mentioned it. You calm your ass down and relax. Just chill, all right? Educate yourself a little bit. Listen to this podcast. Read on forums. Educate yourself on what you did to yourself. That's step one. Step two is going to be coming off the hormones, okay? 
don't right the wrong by going back on steroids because you think, you know what, let me go back on steroids and my body will fix itself if I just go on steroids. Or if I just, you know what, you're one of those people that procrastinate on things. You're just like, and let me put this to, to the side. Let me put this to the side and just, you know, it'll go away. It'll go away over time. I'm not going to worry about it right now. I'm just going to hop back on the steroids and worry about it down the line. You know, that's that type of mentality will make you a very unsuccessful, unsuccessful person at anything you do in life. So you have to be thinking of the intermediate and long-term as well. So blood work is crucial. Come off the hormones, run a PCT, a correct PCT. There's a lot of bad PCTs out there that fuck people up even more. I see a lot of people recommend ACG and PCT. Huge mistake. ACG is a hormone. It's a hormone. It mimics LH in the body. So it will suppress your pituitary glands. It will delay recovery when you go on it. You'll feel good on ACG for the most part. You'll feel good. Your, your balls will plump up. You think you're recovering. You're not. You're just sending yourself back. It's fool's gold. So there's a lot of bad information out there. If you run the wrong PCT, you can fuck yourself up more. So run the right PCT. Check out our forums. Perfect PCT. Run that. All right? That's a good PCT. And then blood work. You need to be running the blood work, okay? I hope you got pre-cycle blood work. You likely did not. Okay, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to put people down for not running pre-cycle blood work because most people don't. 95% of people don't run pre-cycle blood work. I know this. I know this because I have people come to me all the time for help with their blood work and they did not run pre-cycle blood work. This, that's how it is. But it's okay. Run the blood work now. Run the blood work after, after, after you come off the hormones and see where you're at. And that, that can at least give you some peace of mind. And then that's, that's really all you could do, guys, and just give it time. Uh, another solution in um, herbals, Fidelia, Tribulus, the, the product that uh, Rick sells on N2BM called N2Generate, that's got a lot of herbals in it. A lot of those Fidelia, and that, those don't interfere with your recovery process, but those will make you feel good, and those will kind of push your body along in PCT to make you feel good. So you can run, get a couple of bottles of that and just run it five caps a day and just run it until the bottles are empty. That will get you through the rough patch. But guys, I mean, the worst thing you could do is just go back on steroids and just put it under the rug. Because if you do that, you're just going to set, set yourself back. Anything else you want to add? It's a good, uh, good addition to the conversation, bro. That was, that was pretty good. All right. So the next one we're going to do is the last one. And I'll let you have first crack at this one, Rick. What does it feel like to use three grams plus of gear a week? You know, um, it doesn't feel that much different than using one gram of gear a week. To be honest with you guys, you will find some more side effects and the need for more ancillaries. So if you're taking three grams and some of that is dianable, you're definitely going to experience some, some bloat unless you use aromacin. Definitely going to experience some joint stiffness and, and you're going to get shin splints or, or really hard back spasms. If you're using Trembolone, and, you know, you pump it five, six, seven, eight hundred milligrams of trembolone inside of those three grams. Obviously, you're going to have trouble sleeping, night sweats. You're going to have trouble reaching orgasm. You're going to have some of these. Some of these side effects are going to be more amplified, easier to notice when you're on the higher amounts. But you're not going to walk around any any. You're not going to walk around any stronger or any or that much even bigger, really, to be honest with you. If you're doing three grams because you're already huge and you're and you need that much to grow, different story. You, you'll you'll feel like a completely different man on those three grams than you will on maintenance doses. But if you're like a new jack who should, probably shouldn't be doing over a gram and you just go and pump three, uh, you're maybe you'll see a, a few extra pounds in in muscle gain at the end of your cycle. Maybe if you're cutting. If you do, if you run a really strict diet, maybe you'll, you'll see some muscle gains a little bit, maybe. 
But at the end of the day, it doesn't even feel that much different, guys. It doesn't. I've I've been there like my third, fourth week shooting three grams of, of juice, mix of veterinarian and human grade back in the two, early 2000s. Did it feel that much different, guys? It does. It's not like an everyday. It's not like you wake up and you and you stretch out and then you say, oh, my muscles feel like I got three grams of testosterone. No, it doesn't even feel like that. Side effects. Yeah. Growth. Ah, man. When I started using the steroids, I guess I was so young that a thousand milligrams were going to do for me what already what three could have done. Maybe if I was a much bigger guy before I stepped up to three grams, it might have been a different story. But it doesn't feel that that much, uh, that much different, at least beneficial. The only thing is the side effects. And look, when it comes to strength, right, when it comes to strength, if you run a one gram a week cycle, let's say you're doing four or five hundred testosterone, one to two hundred trambolone, some, you know, equipoise, whatever. You're going to you're going to get stronger. Your bench is going to go up. You're not going to be able to bench an extra 50 pounds because you did three grams. You're just not. Maybe if you did three grams versus doing a, a gram, maybe four or five weeks into the cycle, you, with the three grams, you'd be able to put an extra dime on, on outside of each weight, you know, an extra 20 pounds, maybe, if that. But you, you're just not, you're, you're definitely not going to see it off of one cycle, guys. Maybe if you always shot three grams over time, over years, doing three gram cycles might give you more growth and better development. Then if you did one gram cycles, maybe along with more side effects, obviously. But that's in the marathon of things. That's in the three to five year range of doing a couple of cycles a year. In that one solitary cycle, you're just not going to notice much of anything, dude. Like I've been there. I, as I saw this question coming up to it, I remember, I remember shooting on my sauce and then two or three days later being like, am I not supposed to feel like bigger? Like I just shot three grams yesterday. Like, you know, I just shot four amps of sustenance yesterday with almost half a jug of, of Equipoise, with DECA, with uh, some, some homebrew tramp, uh, uh, Phenoplex H that I've been injecting every other day with like, like I just shot all of this. Shouldn't I fucking feel like, like, should I be turning green right now? Huge. It doesn't happen that way, guys. It doesn't not fucking happen that way. Definitely not for guys, uh, in the earlier stages of development. You you send me a Mr. Olympic competitor who's got all this musculature, huge, and he might see a night and day difference from doing one gram than from doing three. That guy might, and he might notice it, and he might have, and when he's doing his concentration exercises, he's got that muscle-mind connection. He's able to tell that his muscle has more strength, the difference between three grams to, to one gram that guy might be able to, to, to tell you he's really feeling or seeing something different. But most regular guys out there, you're not going to notice shit, dude, to be honest with you. He's going to waste a lot of money. What do you think, Steve? I've never run very much steroids in my life. The most I've ever run was about probably with injectables, about a 900 milligrams, and then I ran an oral with it. So I guess that counts as like, one and a half grams, maybe, because if you if you kind of yeah, about it. If you run if you run a four, 40 milligram, fifty milligram oral in a week, that's you know three hundred and fifty mix. Yeah. So, you know, I here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Like the first couple cycles you run, it's going to hit you hard because you're not used to the the androgens. So I think though, as the more you get used to it, the more it's going to change. So I think initially there's a good chance that if you were just to like go from running no steroids ever in your life to just hopping on like three grams, it's going to hit you like a, like a ton of bricks, <laughs> you know, across the board. But if you're like used to running steroids, let's say you kind of started out, your first cycle was 500 milligrams and your second cycle was 750. Then your third was a thousand and you kept inching your way up. And then you hit, you hit, you know, down the line, maybe like, you know, four or five years later, 
after you've experienced steroids, then you just throw three grams because you want to compete at a regional show or something. And you want to, you want to, you know, be uh, the big man on the block, you know, it's, it's, I think the side effects are going to eat you alive in that situation. Rick kind of went through the side effects, but I think the main side effects just depends on what you're running. Um, you gotta, you gotta like watch out for the uh, androgenic side effects. You gotta watch out for the estrogenic side effects as, uh, as Rick mentioned, but I think, you know, also the leth- the lethargy is going to really suck. Like you're going to feel like crap all day. You're just not going to feel good. And then when you go to work out, your workouts are going to be great, but you're just going to like have, you know, probably during your workouts, you'll have energy, you know, you get the, your, your brain, you know, you get the adrenaline going and, and all that stuff. So, but then like afterwards, you're just going to be tired and you're going to be not wanting to do anything and your work's going to suffer. Your sleep is going to suffer. So it almost becomes counterproductive because now you can't sleep well at night, you know? So I don't think it's, I don't think it's worth it. You know, I, I think a lot of these guys that have run like a lot of gear, like three grams and stuff, they, um, they were running underdose stuff. So really three grams of underdose gears is like a thousand of properly dosed, you know? So I think it kind of like evens itself out doing it that way. But, you know, we have access to much better gear. I think there was like a period of time where um, a lot of underdose gear was going around. And a lot of these guys on online and stuff were saying how they were running all this, all these steroids. And it just makes you wonder, you know, were they running legit steroids? So, so, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I think. Like uh, I, what, what else you got to add to this? Uh, right. a good topic we just uh put out um yeah i mean i just don't it's not like guys think you know it's not like you think there are times during a big cycle like that that you're going to be asking yourself like am i really on something like like yeah i feel the pump yeah i feel i feel everything i feel my muscles uh how they work i feel my skin i get some 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 stretch marks in my skin from just from just flexing after a workout like, yeah, you'll get that, but at three grams is not that much more than at a gram. Not for most of us guys that are not that are not already carrying around 20, 30, 40 pounds of additional muscle that we couldn't have without steroids. You know, not not for regular guys who are trying to look good with their shirt off. You're gonna pump all that sauce and you're just you you'd get further along if you just had were more strict with your diet and with your training. If you push your training past it up to these sticky points of pain and you push through to the other side of that pain. And if you really eat, meaning if you're trying to bulk, you force feet until your stomach hurts. You do that a couple of times a day, a few times a day. Or if you're trying to cut, you cut down, cut down, cut carbs, cut down a time restrict feet. You do those things better better on those your, your, your results are going to be much better than just adding more steroids that's just my opinion i mean that's just and look at the world-class guys that's not your opinion both. that's that's the facts yeah and the because so many people guys, used to yeah. Yeah, they look at all these both. people that, that run all these steroids and you're for in your typical franchise gym in suburban america okay everyone is on steroids everybody why because they can afford it i mean they're all look at look at what they're driving look at these people in your gym what they drive they drive you know, nice ass cars. You got Lexus, BMWs, Mercedes. Um, what else? You know, those expensive Toyotas. You know, they got nice ass new cars. You think they can't afford a couple hundred bucks for a steroid cycle? That's like chump change for them. Two hundred bucks, you know, is nothing. Yeah, the, the price of steroids is cheaper today than it's ever been. Ever. It's incredible. Yeah, and people make more money today. Than they did back in the 80s. You know, back in the 80s, 200 bucks is a lot of money. Now, 200 bucks. I mean, people make that. You, you can make 200 bucks now standing outside the road with a cardboard, uh, uh, holding up a cardboard uh, thing and looking, uh, asking for money. You can make 200 bucks nowadays like that. You can make 200 bucks going on uh, OnlyFans, your, your favorite website, Rick, and, and, and setting up an account there. So, I mean, 200 bucks is nothing. So, you think these guys aren't on, on steroids? They're all on fucking steroids. They're all they used. And they look like shit. 
your their typical gym rat in a franchise gym looks like shit. Do they not? They don't look like they even work out, and they're there every fucking day, and they're using steroids. So it's definitely it's not it's not an opinion, Rick. It's the facts. That's steroid use is not magic. There's a lot of different factors of steroid use. Um, and but the, you know the good thing about weight training is no matter what your genetics are, you can always improve at it. So that's the nice thing about it. And at the end of the day, I'm not I'm not trying to give people a hard time, but a lot of people they go to the gym just to get out of the house, just the that's like their safe space. That's their place to go, put the headphones in their ears, leave your phone in the car and just be in your own world and just let off steam, all the steam of your day and your boss fucking with you. Baby batter. Shit. The baby batters, you like to say. Yeah, you got to let the baby batter out, especially if you're um, if you're single, you don't have uh, someone, to, a warm body to come home to. So that's that's the way that you let the baby batter out. Otherwise, you're just, you're just going to go crazy. So anyway, that's that's we're, we're kind of getting off on a tangent on that. But, but but the bottom line is, guys, I'd rather you have your diet on point, your training on point, the, your conditioning on point, and know how to do all this shit. Know how to diet, know how to train, know how to eat, all this stuff, and be consistent at it, and run 500 milligrams a week total of steroids, then run three grams of steroids a week, ten times that amount. So, and it's true. It's not, it's not an opinion. It's, it's, it's just the facts. And we see it all the time. How many people on the forum, they come on and they do a log and then they just disappear halfway through the cycle. They just quit because they realize, you know what? Steroids really aren't magic. They're not doing what, what, what I wanted them to do. So guys, uh, before we close the podcast today, I just want to tell you guys about a new product in my store. There are a few. The one I'm going to feature today is called N2 Transoderm. When you go to my store, go to Muscle Builders, you'll see it as a cream you put on your shoulders, and it's a precursor to more anabolic hormones. You put it on your shoulders. Your shoulders is where the concentration of enzymes that we need to turn this pro-hormone into a full-on-out steroid. That's where they live. It's called N2-transoderm. It's completely 100% legal product. I can, I can sell it over the counter, no problem. Once you put, apply it to your skin, to your upper shoulders, you're going to get a conversion to more androgenic hormones. The difference between N2-transoderm and something like HC-generate is HC-generate, N2-generate, is great at helping your own production pick up. It'll max out whatever your own testes can produce. In the case of N2-transoderm, you're adding additional hormones to your body that your body doesn't have to make. You're adding exogenous prohormones that will convert into more androgenic hormones. Now, there are some products out there on the market that promise to be pro-hormones that you take orally. Those are pretty cool. But when you take some of these compounds orally, you, you don't know what's going to happen to them and what enzymes are going to come in contact with them. First, the liver is going to get rid of a bunch of it. And then you don't have a choice on what enzymes come in contact with the compound. And so you might get some conversions that are undesired. You might get conversions to estrogenic hormones or hormones that make you restore fat. The way that I designed my product, when you put the pro-hormone on your shoulders, when you put these compounds on your shoulders, the first pass into your body is through that skin. Remember, the shoulders... And the upper back is where we get a lot of that acne because a lot of these a lot of these enzymes are in there turning steroids into more androgenic steroids, into more androgenic conversions. And so that's where you place it. It's called N2-transoderm. It's an incredible product. It's the first muscle builder I've released in a long time. It's the first product that brings exogenous hormones, exogenous androgenic potential into your body. No longer just relying on your testicles to produce. How to use the product? You could use it during your steroid cycle. You could use it with SARMs. It could be your new testosterone base when you use SARMs. It's a great product. Uh, give it a shot. Into Transoderm. Go to needtobuildmuscle.com. Look under muscle builders or go to N, the number two, transoderm.com. I'll link it in the description of this podcast.
It's a great product, guys. Please check it out for my stores. It's the most powerful hormonal product I've put out in, in a good while, you know? Uh, and to generate, and to generate, yes, incredible products to help you recover. Great for PCT, for libido, all that stuff. This product is going to add anabolic, androgenic numbers, potential to your body. Exogenous anabolic androgenic activity to your body. More than your body could produce naturally. And we, 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 we put the product in right through the concentration of enzymes that are going to do what we want it to do, guys. So please, please check it out. It's a great product. I know you're going to love it. Awesome. We look forward to that one, guys. Appreciate you guys saying in the comments. Episode 449. We're almost to 450. We're almost to 500. The train is stopping. They're trying to silence us out there. They don't want us to say the truth out there. But we're going to keep it going, guys. We are going to keep it going as long as possible. All right. So for Steve Schmee and the Rickster, Ricky V Rock, talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the...